What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Waz, Benji Wozniak. And this week, me and Ben are going to be going over the Celtics' run to the championship. Uh, last time we, we, when we spoke, they were just beating the um, Brooklyn Nets. They swept them, and then they were going against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, who, uh, you know, the defending world champions. And um, it was a great series. Uh, I was very impressed with the Celtics. Um, they do have some flaws, though. Uh, ben? Yeah, it's awesome to see them in the finals. I like the uh, revenge tour storyline. So they beat the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Miami Heat. And those are the last three teams to eliminate the Celtics in the playoffs. So they got revenge on all three of them. And now they're going up against the best team of the last decade, the Warriors. So pretty awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, you know, the thing about the Celtics is they'd lose one then they'd win one. And it was driving me crazy because I'm like, just for God's sakes, you know, just win one and win another one and just try and have back-to-back wins. But that wasn't how they played. They, yeah, they, they'd lose one and then they'd win one. And uh, they drove me crazy. And the Game 7s uh, galore, you know, all the series went to Game 7s except for Brooklyn. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so... Um, it, Giannis did what Giannis does. Uh, Giannis was incredible. Uh, you can't take it from him. He, you know, he didn't have a supporting cast. Um, Middleton was hurt, and when he finally came back, he just, you know, was a shell of himself. So I get that. And um, Jimmy Butler, same thing. He they dealt with injuries, and Butler was incredible. Did a great job. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a pretty tough loss. Game six. I thought the Celtics pretty much guaranteed. We're going to beat Miami at home in game six and eliminate them because they killed them in game five. And then game seven, they came out really strong in the first quarter, but then they kind of let Miami hang around all game. I thought hopefully they would put them away in the second quarter, but then they let them stick around. And then the end of the game was pretty frantic. The last three minutes, the Celtics nearly blew a 13 point lead and they hung on because Jimmy Butler took a, a questionable three. And so I feel like, you know, they had some good opportunities to put the nail in the coffin and they let it go till the till the last second. So I don't know if they'll get away with that against Golden State. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, what the hell was that? I'm laying there and I'm like, all right, well, game six, we're at home. We're going to totally dog them. This is our, our chance to just like prove ourselves. And we came out looking like turds. I was like, what the hell is going on? And Miami like totally outplayed us. And we we're on our home court. And like, like every announcer, every person that like had the thing, were like, oh, the Celtics are going to destroy them. Celtics and they just threw up a turd i was like oh my god and then going into game seven i was like you know what do we do i mean you just gave miami this momentum to come into their home t- their home court and beat us and you know and then all of a sudden you want to play and you, that's what pissed me off about the celtics i'm like you got to play 24 7 not this like you know okay well we're backs against the wall let's play yeah 100 percent agreed they seem like they aren't super they seem like they're not great at playing from ahead they seem to thrive more under pressure of being an underdog reminds me of like when i was a student and i would wait till the last minute and then i would do my best work with like an hour to go because i just needed to buckle down and do it that's what the celtics remind me of they just wait till the last minute and then they they pull it off and so what did you think about that jimmy butler three-point attempt i, I kind of thought it was going in but a lot of people say it, you know and then luckily it didn't go in and you know the celtics got away with it but if that went in that would have been a dagger uh, to complete the comeback well here's the thing the way butler was playing to be honest i thought it was going in i mean i would have took the shot he he took the shot and and you know as as the guy that you want to be the one on your shoulders you want to be that like team leader you're going to take that shot kobe would have took the shot jordan would have talked the shot bird would have took the shot magic would have took the shot anybody that had the team on the shoulders would have took that shot so i have no problem with him taking that shot i'm glad he missed it because like i went 
and like every tooth in my body like went into my stomach because I sucked so hard because I thought that shit was going in and I was like oh great this is how we're going to lose the season Marcus Smart would have loved to take that shot uh, he's not afraid to jack it up but yeah uh, I think Butler kind of just felt like he was the guy to you know uh, to make the shot and I thought it was definitely going in I think he thought he just had to send it and and win or lose it's like when a football team goes for two and when they could have just tied it at the end with an extra point sometimes that you just want to go for the kill shot and end the game and um, luckily luckily for the Celtics it didn't work for him but that game six performance even though the Celtics uh, you know kind of put up a stinker uh, Jimmy Butler was amazing he matched the performance that LeBron had against the Celtics 10 years ago which was one of his defining performances of his career and i thought jimmy butler came to play and i was i just come away from that series really impressed like hats off to him he's an amazing crunch time player and um uh, i just couldn't say enough good things about him i wish he was on the celtics too <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and it was driving me crazy like to watch him like just go through our defense i mean he really tore us up i mean like you know what was it 40 points one game 30 points another game i mean there was one game where he had eight points and everybody's like well he had eight points but he was trying to be a, a distributor in that game he wasn't trying to be the lead guy when he decided to be the lead guy he was the lead guy and everybody knew he was the lead guy and you couldn't stop him he was just like unstoppable and it was great to see because you like you want to see that from the, the the star of the teams you know like Jason Tatum, you know, uh, uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Dallas uh, Luka Doncic you want to see those guys be the guys that step up during the playoffs and make those shots and, and carry the teams on their shoulder because that's like that's the hero of the team and I think Tatum definitely deserved to win the Eastern Conference Finals M MVP award just because he's the player who they run their whole offense through and then I feel like Tatum and I mean um, Brown and Smart are kind of like the second options whereas Tatum's even if you know he might facilitate to another option but they always check through him first and i think he's ready for the moment versus the warriors too it's going to be tough to match their instant offense with curry and clay thompson uh but i i think they're ready to go so it's going to be cool to see them against the the toughest team of the last decade oh yeah 100 percent. i think Stephen a smith said it correctly losers don't get awards i mean no offense jimmy butler you lost you lost you don't get an award you don't get no you don't get to hoist the award and go look at me i won the larry bird award you lost you you're going home you're packing your stuff you're out of there so listen you deserve the, the credit you deserve for carrying your team but you did not deserve the larry bird award that deserved to go to tatum whose team won the game you know absolutely and uh yeah, it should be it should be a fun series coming up. I mean, the Celtics. I, I heard that in the Steve Kerr era of the Warriors, the Celtics are the only team with a winning record against them. It's nine nine and seven. So uh, I've always liked watching the Celtics. Even even in their losses against them, they always you know step up their game, play up to the competition of the Warriors level. And even when they lose, it's all it always comes down to the wire. So I'm really excited to see this series. I didn't know if we would ever get this chance to play against this era of the Warriors in the finals. And I just can't wait to see how they actually match up. This could actually be potentially the worst Warriors roster out of all their teams to make the finals, in my opinion. Uh, they had some better teams. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about the series? I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, you get the defensive player a year that's going to be against Steph Curry. I mean, and uh, they just have like this great 
offense and we have this great defense and you know both teams at the beginning of the year got a lot of slack about how they weren't good you know things weren't going to go great for these teams and then like they both recovered went into the championships so i mean they did what they had to do they they made the adjustments and they're there and you golden state's been there what six out of the last eight years is it so uh you know you can't count them out for anything and uh, i'm kind of curious to see if they can like a lot of times they're saying that kevin durant you know they did that because of kevin durant but they won a championship before kevin durant if they can win one after kevin durant then that proves that kevin durant was just like another fixture that was in the in, in the cog but i don't want you to win because i'm a Celtics fan honestly the warriors were so overpowered when they had Kevin Durant, they were already that good to win the championship without him. I 100% agree with that. So when they added him, it was just a no doubter. Like they were going to win. But then they also had Andre Iguodala, who won the first finals MVP. And it's, I, I call this team possibly the worst uh, roster out of all their finals teams to make the finals because i don't think they have that third option on offense unless you want to include draymond green but uh, besides curry and thompson i don't think they have that third option as good as Iguodala or durant was for them that was really what set them above and beyond to to start to bring them to the point where they started winning championships so plus i think the celtics just beat some tough defenses against milwaukee and miami so maybe the warriors don't have the same capacity to hold the Celtics back. I don't know. Oh, by far, we had the harder road to the championship. I mean, what did Golden State play Memphis and they were like all beat up? And then I forget who they played before that, but they were beat up. And then Luka Doncic uh, had no backup. Like no one could help him on, on their bench or like he was by himself. And, you know, so I think we are by far going to be the toughest challenge that Golden State faces. I mean, I, I, I don't think I don't think they can beat us. I, I, I know I was going to say, well, it's Golden State. They've been there numerous times. They got, you know, Steph Curry. They got Clay. But um, I just don't think they can beat us. We have too strong of a bench. We have too strong of our starters. And uh, our defense is just smothering. And we, when you're trying to throw the three, we come up on you. So I think it's going to be a little harder than what everybody's expecting. Yeah, and we have a lot of guys that you can you can pass the ball to Horford and he'll hit an open three. Or you can bring um, Peyton Pritchard off the bench and he'll uh, he'll bring the ball up the floor, which is something that the Celtics, you know, that, that was something that they were struggling with. And, and so they have all these guys that, that fill certain roles that aren't just scoring 40 points a game um like the warriors in the memphis series it was back and forth they were close and then john morant got hurt and suddenly the warriors had the advantage and they won the game so i feel like with the celtics they're so deep it's going to be hard for the warriors to just straight up capitalize on pure talent I agree, and we're much bigger than them. Like uh, our our size is, is going to be a factor. I mean, we have a larger roster. I mean, and Time Lord, listen, he's smothering, and um, you're going to get him in the center, and he's gonna he's gonna do his best to like stop you from coming in. And with him and Horford blocking shots the way they've been doing, it's going to be hard to come in on us. And um, I think that's one of the things that you know Golden State thrives on is that they you know they they come in and then they try and kick it out to the um the three point shooters. And with our defense, it's going to be really hard for them to do that. Yeah, I think that the Celtics defense. They challenge you far enough away where, uh, you know, the Warriors, they, they think they can step back and shoot a deep three, and they're confident from that range. Of course, Curry's the greatest shooter that's ever played, but uh, I just feel like the Celtics have that defensive range where they can extend to the three-point line. They can play underneath the hoop. They can rotate guys in and out when the Warriors' offense is trending towards a certain player. They can they can adjust and, and uh, find different matchups, and so I think the if there's one team 
in the league right now, or at least this season, that's equipped to handle the Warriors' threats. I feel like the Celtics can at least give it a, a good shot. Yeah, and like you were saying, we're one of the only teams that have a winning record against them. Uh, we're nine and seven against them. We're one and one this year. So uh, we actually played them twice. They beat us. We beat them, and uh, they were close games. Uh, it wasn't like like they blew us out or we blew them out. I mean. So it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the wire. I I still think that the Celtics take it within five. Uh, I know everybody's like, what are you talking about? You know, this is Golden State. I I know that. I know who they have on their roster, and but I just think we're a deeper team, and we match up really good against them, and we can shut them down. I agree. I just think it's gonna be really important that the Celtics come out strong at home. I feel like they've been playing really relaxed at home in this postseason, and it's kind of hurt them letting uh, teams get off to a hot start, and then they have to play from behind and it's tough so i feel like the series starts in golden state for two games then it goes to boston so let's say we're down two nothing you have to take both of those home games they've been good on the road and at home they seem like maybe they're a little complacent sometimes or somebody else on the team is going to step up and they're all waiting to see who that guy is so i just hope that they're ready to go and they um you know uh can keep up with the warriors instant offense yeah and Please, for God's sakes, Marcus Smart, stop throwing unnecessary threes. I was screaming at the television in Game 7. I was like, what are you doing? Stop throwing threes. I mean, at the beginning of the game, he was like, like before it started, he had his back and he was throwing them in. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, look what he can do. I'm like, yeah, but he can't do that in the game. When it comes to game time, he can't hit a three for the life of him. And like, he kept on throwing them up and throwing them up. And I'm like, why? Why are we going for three here? Why what, what, what are we throwing this for? I'm like, we're, we're doing really well getting inside and, you know, getting the ball in and slamming it and like doing the great things you know getting under the hoop i'm like we don't need to take all these long shots and that's one of the reasons why we ended up dwindling that 13 point lead because we got stupid and started taking these long range shots when we really didn't have to i think it's important that we talk about this marcus smart he's the defensive player of the year he's so crucial to the celtics in so many ways he's their longest tenured player but so it's this is who he is it's not like it's his third year and we need to coach him out of these threes he's always just taken wild shots he thinks he should just keep fire i don't know he'll always just keep firing away and he's uh he's been doing this for eight years now so it's not something that's ever gonna stop if you give him the ball he's gonna fire it up there and uh that's just who he is so i think we're just gonna live and die by whatever marcus smart wants to do you're killing me marcus you're killing me (laughs) stop throwing the threes or if you're gonna throw it tell your teammates so they can get under the rim and they maybe can rebound it because i'm i'm just sitting there going all right marcus is moving up the court he's getting all right he's at three oh no (laughs) what are you doing you know and then like there's no one there to, to get the rebound except for the other team and then what happens they come rushing down and then now we went from a 13 point lead to like a two point lead so it's just i just think it's unnecessary and also clock management there's no reason when you're winning to like rush up the court you know dribble the ball take your time suave relax don't rush up the court don't give them an opportunity to ch- start chipping away at your lead yeah he just when he misses he misses badly he'll shoot it off the bottom of the backboard or or he'll shoot it with 11 seconds left in the shot clock when you're trying to nurse the clock. And I'm not trying to be totally negative about Smart, but he took the last five field goal attempts for the Celtics in game seven, and he was 0 for 5. And so at a certain point, I don't know, maybe 
Coach Adoka needs to step in and and say, hey, you know, find the extra pass or something like that. Or this is just who Marcus Smart is. But they need to find a way to share the basketball a little better in the the closing minutes because, I mean, I feel like that's just unacceptable in terms of the way their offense run. Yeah, 100%. And the reason why we got those leads is because we were smart and we were taking the, the good shots. We'd, we'd hold off on a stupid shot and pass the ball to a clean shot. So what are we getting away from? Why did we get away from that? I mean, that was what got us our lead. That is what's been killing other teams is the fact that we haven't been stupid and taking dumb shots until the end of the game. And then we're like, all right, well, let's start taking stupid shots. I mean, no, that's the worst part of the thing because that's when the other team is trying their hardest to get back into the game and to take the lead and to chip at your lead. So that's when you don't want to do that. You want to like still nurse the, the clock, you know, like take the, the, the smart shots, you know, don't take threes. Listen, run to the rim, get a foul, you know, get, get points. Don't take, don't take shots that aren't going to get us points. Yeah. Tommy Heinsohn would say, go to the hoop, go to the basket. And um, the Celtics, I just feel like they, they get in their own heads sometimes at the end of the game. And they, I don't want to call it hero ball because that's kind of dramatic, but they feel like they need to make the biggest play possible. And, and, and sometimes they just need to slow it down and play their game because they're obviously you know really deep and they can distribute to anybody and find a way to do it but against the warriors with against like curry he's really good at matching up on on the ball handler and that's been a problem for the celtics is uh, a lot of turnovers just losing the basketball off the dribble dribbling off their feet stepping out of bounds and i just feel like against the warriors they're gonna pay for mistakes like that that's when they steal the ball and sling it up the court and they shoot a three in six seconds and that piles up. Oh, 100%. I don't know what the hell has been happening with us, but when it comes to like turnovers, we've been just like giving people the ball. I mean, like it's like we haven't had a chance to like hold on to the ball. We get the ball and they steal it from us or we make the dumb pass or they, we're just not paying attention. I mean, focus. You got to focus. I mean, you know that these people are going to try and steal the ball from you. You know that, that yeah, they're desperate. This is the playoffs. This is the championship. This is where like the people try their hardest. So to be lackadaisical is just really retarded. I mean, that's not going to get us a championship. And we can win this championship. I mean, it's just it's just frustrating to watch when you're sitting there and you're like, all right, we got the ball. We're, oh, they just stole the ball. Oh, they got an easy layup. Why, why are we doing this? Yeah, it's they need to get the ball into their ball hand into their best ball handlers hand. I think that was Derek White in the last series. I thought he kind of came off the bench and sort of played like he was their rock. He slowed down the turnovers and he was able to create some space for other guys so that they could, you know, move the ball comfortably and when they have Jalen Brown bringing the ball up the court and then trying to back it down from the top of the key and then he gets swarmed by three guys and he's losing the ball that was not i i just felt like that was something that became a huge problem and so they just have to make sure that they're you know bringing the ball through the the right sequences like in their offense yeah, I agree 100%. And I think, you know, Williams, Grant Williams and White were just phenomenal for us during these playoffs. I mean, that was a great pickup. I mean, White was a steal, but I think he's a total steal and he's been phenomenal. And congratulations, by the way, on your child. That, that, that's awesome that you, like, during the playoffs, you had a child, you know, and you got to watch the birth of your child and then come back and play, you know, and now you're in the championship. And congratulations to Al Horford. He, uh, he went, he was the longest tenured NBA player to be in the playoffs and never make a, uh, a championship. And, you know, congratulations. He well deserved. It. He's a great player. I'm glad we got him back. Uh, when he left, I was kind of sad. I was like, oh, but I got it. It was money. And listen, you know, you got to feed your family. 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great reasons to like this team to root for them. I mean, they're just playing amazing basketball this year. That was a good pickup when they traded for Derek White because you could tell there was something that wasn't clicking with Dennis Schroeder. He's a good player. I always liked him even before he was on the Celtics. He was he was always pesky and uh, and gave us a hard time. But there was something about the way that he fit in that didn't just quite click and I feel like Derek White is just much more of a better fit and overall I think they just have amazing chemistry they've been building on it for years they finally got over the hump of the Eastern Conference Finals after I think this was their fourth try in the last couple years and so uh, uh, I think they're ready to go overall I think they're ready to compete with the Warriors I'm excited to see how they do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Dennis Schroeder, I thought it was really interesting. I just read an article. Like, he has a tattoo of the Celtics, and um, he's rooting for us. He's like, you know, go gives, you know, he likes us, and he he spent time here, and he spent forty nine games with us. So if we win, he actually gets a ring. That's cool. Well, uh, I hope that I hope that they can build on this like momentum because I, I even though they sort of let it you know come down to the last minute there. I feel like now that they've gotten over the hump, they could come out and make a huge statement in the first game of the finals at Golden State. Come out strong and and show them that they're the they're the favorites. You know, they they're the ones who had the best record at, at the end of the season. The Warriors have been playing great, but the Celtics, they took down Durant and Kyrie. They took down the defending champ and possibly the best player in the league right now, Giannis. And then they beat the Miami Heat, who have been sort of their rival in the Eastern Conference Finals for the last couple of years. I just feel like if they came out and made a statement, that would be really tough for the Warriors to to match up with. Yeah, and we will definitely, definitely make history kind of because, like, you know, we went through the, the defending champion. We went through the number one seed. Now we're going through probably the best team, like, that's played in the last eight years. So, I mean, if we can come out and just, like, crush them, crush them, by the way, uh, it'll look really good for us. I also want to say that Kevin Durant left the Warriors to go join the Brooklyn Nets along with Kyrie who left the Celtics, and now they're both sitting on their couch watching their old teams play each other in the NBA Finals. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them, and they're a bunch of losers, and I hope they never win another thing in their rest of their career. Oh yeah, and Kyrie, I hear that they're talking about giving you a sign and trade because they don't want you. So so uh, so much for that ownership thing that you were talking about. You know, us and the owners are going to sit down. Yeah, they're sitting down, all right. They're sitting down to get you out of town. So, you know, Thanks a lot for that, buddy. Just had to throw that in there. So that was an important shout out. But yeah, it's going to be a great series. I can't wait. 12 years since they've been in the finals. So it doesn't come around very often, even though we're spoiled in Boston. Yep. City of champions, baby. City of champions. That's right. So um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, So next time, hopefully we're talking about the championship and we've won the championship. Uh, Do you want to end this with anything? Uh, Not too much. I'm just excited for the series. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out either way, because I feel like we really have two of the best teams in the NBA and some of the best talent, and uh, I can't wait. All right. Well, I'd like to send a shout-out to the uh, Gay Pride Month. Uh, the June is Gay Pride Month, so uh, everybody, you know, is celebrating that. And uh, I'd like to send also a shout-out to the teachers from um, Uvalde in Texas. Uh, you guys are heroes. Uh, you, you, What you went through is awful, and you defended those children, and you guys are heroes. Sad times in, in, in America. The NBA Finals is here, and uh, that should lift up uh, some people's spirits. Can't replace what happened, but, I mean, we at least have some fun watching these games. Tune in next time, and we'll see you then on what's happening. <laughs>